Welcome back to the second episode of Deep Dives into Players. This is now the Dolphins. And yeah, so before I get into this episode, I finally have an iPad. I got the iPad mini 256 gigabytes and I got a ton of apps to help with podcasting. For example, Notability. So I just made a whole spreadsheet on Notability for stuff that would need to like for information so I don't have to write it down on my notebook so I'm gonna be all online so that will be wonderful so yeah um it's gonna be much better and hopefully the podcasts are gonna be coming out quicker and much better because everything's gonna be easier to make so yeah so without further ado let's get into the Dolphins deep dive so this is the first one I'm gonna talk about is the front office so this one, people are going to be really confused about. I give the front office a B. The drafting is an A-plus for me. They draft really well. Probably amongst one of the best drafter, drafting teams in the NFL. But they traded away an all-pro safety. For a first-round pick, yeah, but come on. Mika Fitzpatrick's been amazing, and... Now you send them off not only to an AFC team, but a team that could become a competitor to you for a while. I, I mean, I just don't like that idea. I think, if anything, you trade them to an NFC team, like my Packers or something, which we technically don't need them, him or any anybody else. So, yeah. I mean, I didn't like that move, and he was very young. And I feel like just moves like that just didn't make sense. And with the Lamy Tunsil trade, I mean, I'm sort of, Looking at it now, I felt like that's a good idea. In the Kenny Stills trade, I felt like that was a good idea. But at the moment, it didn't look like the best idea. And I feel like when they started doing everything with the trading, I felt like they were really like going for tanking, which they needed to do. But they were really risking themselves to get into a situation where they don't have any building blocks to build around, if you know what I mean. So, like... I feel like they were in a dangerous situation because I feel like the receivers are a little weak this year, which I'm going to get into more. I feel like uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick and Tua don't really have as many weapons as they would want to have. I feel like the defense has carried them more. So I feel like the front office definitely should have done a better job giving them more weapons. Like, say, if Kenny still stayed around and didn't go to such a horribly organized franchise like the Texans and... Yeah, stayed around. Maybe he will be doing a, a fine job in uh, Miami. And he could st- maybe even be a Pro Bowl receiver. Who knows? And maybe they build around him. So, I mean, that, that, that's what if. I mean, I'm guessing they could still get a first-round pick for Lamey Tunsil if they wanted to dra- trade him away. I still think that was a dumb idea as well, even though the O-line still looks decent in Miami. So, yeah, that's just that's why the front office is a B. Couldn't give them any higher if they just didn't trade away such good players that they drafted or got in free agency. I just that's just something I just couldn't wrap my head around. It's like it's like the DeAndre Hopkins trade, trading someone that is a, like a keystone player for for own like well not really nothing but for just it just doesn't make sense. I mean, for in my opinion at least, I would have kept them. Maybe or definitely got rid of a guy in Tannehill. I feel like Ryan Tannehill deserved better, and definitely tanked. 
but definitely kept Laimi Tunsil, gave him the massive contract because he's definitely one of the best offensive linemen. He's been pretty damn good this season, and I feel like it's just they they should have treated it better. So yeah, that's what I'm gonna say about it. And now let's go to the coach. Okay, this is easy. Um, Brian Flores, one of the best coaches in the NFL, my opinion. A minus. I feel like in two years' time, maybe even one year. We can be calling him maybe one of the best coaches in the NFL. Probably not a Bill Belichick. Probably not a um, Sean McVay. But definitely one of the top six coaches in the NFL. What I do think is that the front, um, that Brown Flores definitely did an amazing job with the Dolphins last year. I mean, the Dolphins should have been much worse. And they're so lucky they still got their um, Tua from being as decent as they were at the end stretch of the season. And now they're looking like an actual playoff contender. I mean, they look like a good team. So I got to give props to Brandon Flores. And I feel like he's done an amazing job. So I give him an A-. minus. I mean, I can say comfortably in a couple weeks, I can probably give Brandon Flores an A or an A+. And that's saying it comfortably because, I mean, I like the guy and he's been a very good coach. So, yeah, A- firm, maybe even borderline A just because I sort of maybe convinced myself to that. Now, QBs, this is very controversial, and I say a B. Even on potential, a B. I say Tua is injury-prone with the hip college in college and now... um. Tua with the thumb injury, it's like, okay, he's getting injured here a little much, which is sort of nerve-wracking. I mean, I wouldn't want my uh, future franchise quarterback getting injured every other game. And, like, get, um, coming into the NFL after a major injury. Uh-oh. Oh, there's a fight in the Packers game. Sorry for getting off track. Oh, yeah, that's... Oh, that's a big... Uh, nah, it's more of a scuffle. So, yeah. I feel like that's a B, and I feel like Grant Fitzpatrick's definitely helped uh, Tua grow, and I feel like Tua's been a pretty good QB for when he's played. I don't know what happened there, but he had that one ugly loss where he just absolutely played awful, and now when Grant Fitzpatrick came in the um, against the Jets, um, I mean, that was not a nice game at all. But yeah, um, I would give him a B. I mean... I just don't want to give him anything higher just because just what happens if, like, say, Tua gets more injured because he seems to be injured, injury prone. And that's the same thing with the Joe Burrow issue. Like, he just went down with a major injury. I mean, it's like, do you draft another QB because he may not be the same after that injury and trade him away? That's the big issue, and that's what I see. So, yeah, that's my thought of that. So, now we go to halfbacks. This is harsh, but a C minus D plus. So I can't, can't I didn't want to give a D plus because I felt like that was a little harsh. But yeah. So if we go to the ESPN.com website and go into the rushing category, Miles Gaskin has has about 3.9 yards a carry, which is <laughs> mm-hmm. And about 387 yards. I mean, ugh, that's just not the good. I mean, about 55 yards a carry. I mean, I know he's splitting um, carries with Ahmed. And, like, 
There's a ton of pretty decently sized halfbacks. Well, not anymore because Jordan Howard got cut. But, I mean, that none of these guys are seeming to like break out and they're not getting really touchdowns. Except Jordan Howard, it seemed to get touchdowns until he got cut. I think he's cut. One second. Last, oh, no, he's on the Eagles now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I don't, I didn't like it. Or according to ESPN, he's on the Eagles. I mean, if, if Miles Gaskin, say, could get ahead and, like, get himself to do better, because, I mean, if your longest run is 21 yards, that's not that good. I mean, or 19 yards for Salvan Ahmed, and your average is about 3.9 and 4.2. Not the best statistics, and the, together they're three touchdowns on the ground. I mean, it could also be the O-line. I mean, I, I don't look into the O-line too much, so that's why the grades may not be what everybody thinks. But, yeah, I mean, it's strange, and I don't know what's up. I mean, they average about 94 yards a game. And they don't really fumble much. I mean, they fumbled only twice, which is very, very good. They've only lost the fumble, the fumble once from Miles Gaskin. But I mean, they run the ball better. I mean, they've they've got to get a good halfback. I mean, if they had a good halfback who had a good potential, because I don't think any of those guys do have that good of potential. I think this could be higher grade. Un- the reason why the Buffalo Bills got a C plus or a B minus around there is because their halfbacks have potential like Devin Singletary or Zach Moss. These guys I don't see that much potential. I mean most of these guys are lower draft picks like Miles Gaskin was a seventh round pick in two seasons ago, and Salvan Ahmed is a uh, was a is a rookie who not even Che was drafted. It doesn't look like he was drafted. Yeah, but, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, so we'll get back to the main page, and now will talk about the receivers. And I'm going to do into the next segment about the receivers. Now on to the receivers. So the receivers, I give a B-. Only reason why it's so high, in my opinion, and I say high, like, yeah, is because... I like a couple of them, and yeah, now it's in my opinion, I do not like these guys. This receiver room, you got a uh, speedster, Jakeem Grant, and you got that big Mike Gazicki. But Devontae Parker is twenty-seven, and I, I think he's not doing that well, in my opinion. He had about I think twelve hundred yards last year, give or take, and he's about at five hundred yards. About five games to go or six games to go. So, about less than half of games to go. I think he may sneak above a thousand yards. His longest catch is 28 yards. His yak is about a fifth of his receiving yards, which is pretty good, in my opinion. Not as good as Gziki, but yeah, not the happiest about it. Um, I would definitely say. I would want to upgrade from all the receivers. I would want to at least draft another receiver and maybe pick a guy up in free agency. Maybe dra- um, trade for a guy. Maybe a young dude. 
in my opinion, I would, in my opinion, because I like this guy so much, I would trade Devontae Parker for a third, maybe a fourth round pick in LaVisca Chenault Jr. Even though the Jags really rate um, LaVisca Chenault Jr. high, I feel like LaVisca Chenault Jr. can do so much with the ball, and he's been so underrated. I think he could be pretty good. And the reason, like, Devontae Parker, yeah, has been, like, sort of has had unsteady QB play with two different QBs going in and out. But I feel like he's just, like, being called, like, a good receiver and stuff like that. But he's 39th in the NFL when receiving yards. So he's not even top 32. So that's that's not good. And he only has four touchdowns in the NFL. In this season, my bad, this season. As a first-round pick, he's not a bust by any means, in my opinion. But that's not good. And he has, he's 30, tied 34th for incompletions. And I just, I don't like that. And in my opinion, I just do not really think he's done good. I think you got to trade him in the offseason. Get as much as possible. I don't think he's con- his contract ends. So try to trade him. Try to get as much as possible from him. Feel like Preston Williams, Isaiah Ford, the rest of these guys don't seem to do much either. I mean, I may be wrong if I, I'm not really a Dolphins fan. I do not watch the Dolphins much. My dad's a big Dolphins fan, but I don't see these guys doing that much on the stat sheet. And except Gazicki, as a tight end, doing almost second most yards on the team, by far second most yards, almost two more than a hundred yards more. Then second place, and like, uh, it's just crazy how much better Gazicki is playing than all these other guys. Because, well, Devontae Parker is being ranked like in the 30s. This, Gazicki's, yeah, ranked 64th, but that's including receivers and tight ends. I'm pretty sure he's quite high rated for tight ends alone. I'm not sure that's even a, a position, uh, a ranking I can do. No, but in fan, in this um, stat, he's ranked the fourth best tight end in the fantasy football part of ESPN. Which, I mean, if you have the fourth best tight end in the NFL, which I'm guessing the tight ends above him are uh, Kelsey, Kittle, Dan Waller. I know Kittle's not playing right now, but altogether it will be Kittle, Kelsey, and Walker, in my opinion. So, yeah, I think... Uh, Gazicki definitely should be a guy you build around because he's 25. You get him for at least seven more good solid years. And then, yeah. I mean, his average is actually 18th in the NFL. So that's actually quite good. So I got to give him props for that. And the rest is just absolute dumpster fire. I mean, that's my opinion. I mean, Preston Williams maybe is doing decently. Oh, that's Gazicki. I mean, Preston Williams is... Not the worst. It's like sec. Oh well, he's second season. Mm, may he's young. That's actually he's very young. So maybe you do build around him. So we'll see. I mean, maybe you keep Preston Williams. Get I definitely don't like Devontae Parker as you see, but I. Mm, I'm starting to like my. I'm seeing his. He's six foot five. He's definitely actually got. Hmm. Seems like he played very well against San Francisco. 
He's very inconsistent. Gets 106 yards against San Francisco. Can't get more than 20 yards against the Jets or the Rams. Then gets 60 yards against the Cardinals. And also can't get more than 20 yards against the Hawks. So yeah, very inconsistent. That's what you don't want, inconsistency. I prefer to know my receiver is trash than having a guy either be trash one game and being freaking um, DeAndre Hopkins the next game. I just need to know if my receiver is going to be good or not. So yeah, that's my opinion. So the receivers, still going to keep it around to B. Yep, um, so the offensive line's about a B. So they're about average-ish, a little below average on everything. But just because the potential there is seems to be there, I think they get a B. I mean, they're, they're not the good, the best. They're not even around average. But I think they have something to build around, is, and that's what you need. And... And this is about the, not the middle-ish because I'm going to go rush through the end part because I went into deep dive there. So I'm going to go D-line, linebackers, and D-backs real quickly because they all got the same grade. And then special teams, marketability, potential, and then best cards are going to go a little bit deeper. D-line, A-. minus. Ogba has been insane. Eight sacks. Um... Yeah, the D-line's been great. Ogba, from being pretty much labeled already a bust and showing that he is a bust, to coming out of the closet and coming as a absolute beast and getting eight sacks. So, yeah, I'll give them an A-, minus, maybe even an A, just because... I give them an A- minus just because it's only Ogba that I've noticed. It doesn't seem like there's any other guys getting more sacks. Unlike other teams where they may have a couple of other guys getting with the more sacks, it does seem like only Ogba on the defensive line, with defensive line being de- defensive ends and defensive tackles. Because if you look at Zach Zeller, um, Seller, he's one and a half sacks, and then Shaq Lawson's got two sacks, who I think may become a bust, in my opinion, which sucks for him. Uh, yeah, so... And Devon Gajo seems to have no sacks either. I don't know what's up with them. I don't know even if he's good. What's up? Yeah, let's see his tackles. Tackle for losses. He's got one for tackle for loss, so maybe he is a bust. Okay, so linebackers, I give him an A minus just because from a friend I know, he talks a lot about Zach Van Ginkle, uh, Andrew Van Ginkle, and he has. Three first fumbles and one fumble recovery. And one fumble recovery for a touchdown. And he does have two and a half sacks. And seems to be tearing it up. This uh, Not tearing it up, but playing a pretty dang good job at linebacker. Uh, he's a fifth round pick. <laughs> wow. Pretty good. I mean, he's tied 78th this season in sacks. But he's t- tied for 13th for first fumbles. And, yeah, so, I mean, he's done pretty good for himself with that, and I feel like if, say, Andrew Van Ginkle does seem to be very raw because he's a fifth-round pick, he's 25, I mean, he could be very good next season. I feel like this this whole defense could be really good. I mean, this defense just has the potential there. And then there's one guy who I remember, um, Calvin Noy, I think, played. Jerome Baker, this is the guy I remember. Jerome Baker has been pretty... I think people 
I'm not sure people are too, too happy with Jerome Baker. I'm not 100% sure. Please don't come after me about that. I'm not really a big fan of them. I just know that a couple of their players have been playing very well there. So, yeah, I gave them an A-, minus, maybe a B+. Plus, who knows? And then D-backs 100% can say an A-, minus, or even an A. Just on the fact of the amount of picks they're getting. I mean... They're like, they're getting picks everywhere. Xavier Howard is an absolute beast. Six interceptions already. Um, here, let's see who else. Eric Rowe has gone into the action. Um, Bobby McCain's gotten the pick. I mean, these guys are getting picks for fun, and I think that's that's great for them. Uh, special teams, A, maybe even A plus. But the reason why I don't give them an A plus is because it's not Justin Tucker or. One of the big, big, big kickers. Well, they don't have that wow factor at kicker, punter, in my opinion. They've been very solid at kicking, though. Jason's uh, maybe an A+. Scratch that. I give them an A+. Please mind that. That's an A+. One missed field goal all season. Seems to be about a 40 to 49-yard field goal. And... Automatic from extra points. Matt Hack has gotten tw- uh, 18 punts inside the 20. And has been very good as well. So, these guys, this special team seems to be doing good. The return team, Jakeem Grant, the receiver that said is a speedster. 45-yard um, long. The Noah um, cornerback, who I'm not going to butcher his name. 22-yard um, return is longest. And then Jakeem Grant. Another reason why I now give him an A+. Longest return for a punt. Went to the house for an 88-yard touchdown. Boom. A+. Not going to change it. A+. Special teams may be one of the best, actually, in the NFL. So, yeah. A+. And I'm going to keep it like that. So now, marketability. Marketability. A+. Again. Here's where all these A-pluses come in. I mean... It's Miami, Miami Dolphins. They're not in um, Buffalo. They're in Miami, one of the biggest cities in America. So they're definitely going to be a good marketability team. Potential, I'll give them about an A, A minus. I'm going to move it up because I moved up a couple grades. May no, no, I'll keep it an A minus, B plus. Only because the halfbacks and receivers are poor. And, but the defense is really elite. Or becoming an elite defense. But they're they dead. Uh, receivers and halfbacks have to be good. Okay. Now, quickly, the best cards to get are these cards. Two are rookies. So that means, um, for like, say if you have a bigger budget, Prism, that just came out. Optic, which is coming out soon. If you have a smaller budget, Donner's rated rookies. Or maybe even um, Prism draft picks, which I think I may have one. Um, and then second guy to get, Mike Gizicki. I think he's. they should build around him. He should be a good tight end for a while. Now the third is not a player. Any receiver or halfback they draft next year should be good, I think. A Tua, or a Tua can pass to them, and they can like become the Dolphins again that we all have known, where they are contenders, not pretenders then they should be good, and they should be getting a lot of recognition. So, yeah, um, let's go. Yeah, I think that's the end of the episode. Um, first episode with 
an actual screen that I can use, and it is over probably 20 minutes. So, yeah, that's great. Um, thank you so much for listening. Um, yeah, I'm, I have no place to post this, so I'm probably not going to post the notes, but thank you so much for listening. Um, uh, let's see. The Jets are coming up. I think I'm going to do the Jets next week, which is going to be quite fun. And then the Patriots. And then the next division we're going to do is the AFC West. Then the AFC North. Then the AFC South. Then the NFC is coming up. That will be a mystery for you guys. So, yeah. We'll see how that goes. And uh, just... um, December's coming up soon. Hopefully, you guys stay safe. Um, uh, Hopefully, have fun collecting. NBA season's coming soon. And, yeah. See you guys next week. Adios.